0: It's time to get fucking authentic. All right, here we are back again. And this time, we are actually mobile. Yes, we are. Yeah. We said we wanted to do mobile. We're going to do mobile. We said a lot of this podcast is going to be talking to other people and sharing, like listening to their experiences and their stories. And part of that is going to be us actually traveling on the road. We went out ahead and, and just did something really fucking weird and bought an Overland trailer. And we're just going to, like, go all over the world. and The world? funny. <laughs> are you going to go over the world? Let's
1: just yeah, start in a couple drive, states.
0: Drive over the ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, here we are in Wapaka, Wisconsin, this afternoon. We found this really awesome site on Hip Camp. Hip Camp is like an Airbnb, but for, like, campsites all over the United States. It's actually pretty cool. Maybe we'll talk about that on a different episode. But anyway, that's where we're at. So if there's some birds chirping in the background or maybe a little fire going, we are literally outside right now. Recording. Recording. That's what we wanted to do. Bring it to you guys live. Fucking authentic. Raw. So we wanted to talk a little bit this time about Nancy.
1: Yes, me. Nancy. Sorry. She's
0: <laughs> just, just like sitting there zoning out.
1: I got a fire going right here. <laughs> So let's see, let's
0: talk about Nancy.
1: Yeah, start from the I guess from the beginning.
0: Nancy and I obviously grew up in completely different sort of cultures, neighborhoods, the way we were raised. I was raised in this cult. Nancy wasn't raised like that. No, Nancy I was raised
1: raised Chicago. in Chicago, Humble Park area for the first part of a couple of years till probably 5th grade, and then we moved to the I think it was called the Back of the Yards. Yeah, like fifty-fifth and or yeah. 47th in Horn, I believe yeah. it is. So grew up there.
0: Let's talk a little bit about growing up. So part of who you are, part of everybody as you grow up, right? You learn certain things and we have certain experiences. Your mom separated from your dad quite young.
1: Yes. And there were
0: some issues that happened in that household. How did you grow up? How was the atmosphere growing up for you?
1: My real dad was an abuser so we didn't live with him. I don't even remember him. Ever. I just remember him hurting my mother. And then my mom, I think when I was 5 years old, met my stepdad. And then when she met him, we became a fam, you know what I mean, yeah. a family and so it was my brother and I with my mom and then my stepdad and then we had or my mom had my brother my stepbrother, my stepsister. So, so, yeah, growing up, my mom was, she had me join everything. I mean, I was doing macrame. I was sewing, knitting, anything to keep me out of trouble and not get me pregnant.
0: She had you doing those things or you, you that's something you wanted to do? Uh, I mean. Macrame and sewing?
1: She would sign me up for these things, yeah. Wow. At the local... Okay. I forgot what they were called, but it was a, a clubhouse. Like
0: a boys and girls club or some shit like that?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't boys and girls club, but it was c- sort of kind of like that. Anything to keep me out of the streets because and- you're a typical Hispanic. You didn't want to be pregnant at the age of 16. She had me when she was very young, so I think she was trying not to yeah. replicate that. And she did a good job. I didn't get pregnant. Did I actually, it work? Yes. I actually finished high school, which not a lot of my... Cousins and family members finished high school, and then I met you.
0: (laughs) I know you, right? I know who you are, how you are. You're very driven. That can obviously be a natural or a normal trait, but coming from where you came from, not just where you came from, let's just say kids in general aren't just typically driven, but I know some stories where you talk about you didn't want to be like a lot of the people you were growing up so what was that like because
1: well my mom was single my aunt was single my other aunt was a widower so we grew up with all our cousins and everyone was on public aid one of the things I always remember thinking to myself I don't want to be in line getting the cheese and the milk and the do you remember I do, that? I do, man. Holy and shit! It's going so, to so, the <laughs> store, and do you remember? I think it was like black and white, black and
0: green. Dude. Green was it? Was it? Like, I, forget I forget what it was. Army it was rations. like an aisle. And, yeah, and Jewel. It was army rations, dude. I remember growing up with that shit too. Like, so this yeah. is one thing obviously we had in common. But, dude, my my ma with the church obviously when my dad wound up leaving, and so we were obviously a single mom too at that point. I mean, my grandma was around a little bit, but dude. I was so fucking embarrassed every time we'd sit in the line because everybody knew like it was like monopoly money. And then you had to buy all these army fucking rations (laughs) and you're sitting there in line and everyone's looking at you like that now. Look, I'm grateful. I'm
1: grateful for it. You know what I mean? mean, It was food. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. No, I was very grateful for it, but I just didn't want, there was no examples around me of finishing school, getting that motivation to move forward and do something else. So it's, I always said it. I mean, when I grow up, I'm never going to be on food stamps. It was always never, never. It affected
0: you that much. And I'll tell you the reason why I asked the question, because I know, Nancy, obviously this year, 34 years we've been married and you're very driven. And I think that has caused some problems, actually, in our lives. Not that you're at fault for what's happened in our life. I'm saying that sometimes we're either overzealous or underzealous. So that drive, I think, has propelled you to to almost force forward, move forward with blinders on. And sometimes I think we miss shit on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. We're just definitely. so focused on doing that. And again, that's what I love about you. I'm not even putting that down. I'm not even tripping on that because, but I'm saying that, we don't realize that when we're doing this shit, as we're moving forward, that as we're rolling forward and just rolling people over that, that comes from that. There's a root to what that is. And I think that it's, that's almost a blessing and a curse, I think for both of us. Definitely. Yeah. No, right? it has been, I mean,
1: because of it, it's made me who I am. Sure. But because of it, it's made me who it's I am. <laughs> right? It's also ruined us know, certain things or whatever. Yeah, certain right? things. But I think the biggest thing with me, I mean, I don't realize everything that I've, I mean, the past year and a half, my eyes have been opened a little bit more, but I don't realize where I came from and everything that I have done myself as a woman. Yeah. After graduating high school, I met you and I had... And, here I was trying to start my career in accounting and worked at a French company, moved up. And then I worked at an HVAC and all male company, you know, and became so, the CFO of that company. And then, so
0: let's talk a little bit about that though. Cause I think this is important that people understand that not only where you came from or where we came from, or as a team, where we came from and then where we are, that's part of the failure and the success. But I think your story is actually a bit more personally unique in the sense that you came up from being raised in the hood, and I say the hood because fucking Humble Park isn't a cakewalk. It's not a circus, that's for sure. Um, it's, as a matter of fact, right now, those are probably two of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago. But not only did you come from those neighborhoods, but you were a minority. You're a, a Hispanic woman. That's grown up in a bad neighborhood that is not grown up in any kind of wealth or any kind of education. Right. Nobody's educated. They're not right. stupid, but nobody's educated. Give, obviously, props to your mom. She tried to keep you out of that shit. Definitely, she and did. Then, and then fucking winds up putting you in the last couple of years of high school into a business high school downtown. Right, yes. So, but through all this, you were in pretty shitty schools. You still chose... To be the good kid, right? You could have done, like, a lot of kids go to good schools and then fucking turn out to be pieces of shit. Right. You chose to sort of stay out of trouble, right? You yes. chose to do... You, yes. Did you stay out of trouble? I mean, because you hung around with a little bit of a rough crowd for a minute, right? Or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, huge... Well, I say it wasn't rough, but... I mean, yeah, was there stuff that we were doing drinking and smoking i guess yeah <laughs> I mean, that well, was part of it but i mean it, I mean, like it the, was gangbangers gang and, and all yeah. that kind of stupid yes. shit
0: that were in the neighborhood at least yes. you yes. could have gotten into some real stupid situations most definitely but yes right.
1: but i chose not to yeah
0: so even younger you chose not to do certain things which is huge like so on my side i could have chosen not to do shit too i right. chose to actually be a fucking asshole you know what i'm saying that was two different paths. And part of this is painting the picture of just how different we are, how different where we came from and the different choices we made. I could have chosen to, to be a little fucking angel as well, but I didn't, I could have chosen to follow the rules, but I didn't.
1: Where I was the opposite. Where
0: you were the opposite. I followed followed the rules. rules. Yeah. Yeah. You love making the rules, not only following them. Like you were like (laughs) miss fucking ruler. (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you see some shit growing up with your real dad that you don't like. He's abusing your mom. Drugs or alcohol or anything like that involved? With my. With your real dad.
1: Not that I know of.
0: No. So he was just an abuser. He was never
1: around. Yeah. Oh. Anytime he would come around, it was just to abuse my mom. So it yeah, wasn't like he up. was yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And if he okay. was, I don't remember any of that at, at all. Sure enough.
0: You go through that. Your mom meets this other dude. They wind up getting married. You guys move out of the hood. You move into another hood. And then a safer you... hood. Oh, a safer hood, yeah. right. And because then we you...
1: first moved to the Gage Park area.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Marquette. And that was a, sh- yeah. No, it was a
1: nice, it was a that nice place. was a hood. nice place? But... Yeah, it was a nice place.
0: Wasn't that where all, that was, that was all white people at the time. Yeah,
1: it was a segregation back then. Well, it's still white, bl-
0: unfortunately. I mean, there's still a lot of that in the city. Of
1: well, Chicago. you know what I mean. There, yeah. like they couldn't now you couldn't the- cross the fucking street. Oh, I know. Gage Park now is mm. a little different than when it was when I went at that time, but so that's where we're similar too, sort of in a way, because I grew up in Cicero. Oh, that's right, and Cicero was the same way, dude. Cicero was all white,
0: and into Berwyn, dude, all the fucking Italians, all the mobsters. You crossed over the street, in Oak Park Avenue on Roosevelt Road, you got your fucking ass beat. I've I've seen the cops throw people in trunks of cars black people in the trunks of cars and beat their ass and put them right wow, across right across Roosevelt Road on off Austin Avenue and it's crazy anyway yeah, it's crazy. But that's we'll, a different we'll, story but yeah that's a different that's a different episode <laughs> but anyway so the difference between us is obviously there it's already set you're sort of miss little library nerdy chick I'm just all hell-bent on fucking craziness whatever on opposite the, on the street of completely opposite yes um, and then you wind up going to what was it the high school the business high
1: school jones metropolitan
0: so you go to jones metropolitan business dude i always thought this was the funniest thing i'm like here you come out of the shithole right you go to jones your last two years never go to college not even one fucking day not even one credit
1: one hour of college i took a little bit when i was in high school but, like, I'm, right, but, but nothing I'm saying major. you never did any kind no, of No, right? not at all.
0: You're an ROTC. You love the military. Your idea was to get into the military.
1: And my mom takes me out you're of such
0: there. a fucking nerd in all <laughs> kinds of discipline and rules. You love it. <laughs> I didn't even think of it that way, but that's (laughs) true. When I try to get to the military, they're like, fuck you. You (laughs) can't even go because you're such an asshole. Like, seriously, at 17. And I wanted to be in the Marines. And they're like, now, if you want, you can go to the Army. I was going to say, you
1: picked the Marines. I wanted the Marines, yeah, because I
0: wanted to be elite. Like, I wanted to be the fighter. They're like, well, you could go in the Army. And I'm like, screw you. Nobody wants the Army. At that point, now I, well, people, everybody knows. I mean, we absolutely respect. Our military men and women and yes their service and we appreciate all of that so we're jesting here from when we were growing up but whatever okay. happened with that why didn't you ever because
1: my mom took me out of it really and we went to that business school and that business oh. school didn't have it okay and that well, there was that it. <laughs> so i took up stenography
0: Jesus, see what I'm saying? Who takes
1: up stenography as a of sonography Dude, me? You just... guys
0: don't understand. You Seriously, <laughs> you don't understand. You have no clue. Like when I say that when we met, like I would have never, ever in a million years thought that I'd be attracted to this fucking nerd, dude. Well, I mean, same we were here. just. I mean, well, like white. Like, I mean, I well, wasn't supposed only... to be
1: married to a white guy. I was supposed to be a Hispanic person.
0: Well, your mom was calling my mom telling her you know hey he's a white dude she was telling you i'm gonna get the stereotype (laughs) i want to talk about the stereotype we can get into this too and another thing your mom's telling you that i'm a white dude that's gonna get you fucking pregnant and leave you yeah when i was growing up that was left for like the mexicans or the fucking black dudes they were the people that were messing around on all the girls and they were getting them pregnant you know what i'm saying from like from me growing up with the italians i mean it
1: was like Are you fucking kidding me? It's insane. It is. Fucking
0: whatever. So you wind up going through Jones and then that's when you're in Jones or you just get out of Jones when you meet these chicks that are actually starting to go to this church. My friends. Yes.
1: We were in Jones and they were going to Jones too. And it was like sisters and cousins. Yeah. Those people really? Yeah.
0: We don't say names because we don't, yeah, we're not the older
1: remember, one, yeah, whatever, but went and then really? that's how it all, the sisters went, the cousins, and that's how it all kind of, everyone started going. So, yeah, so I went, I believe I was 17 years old. I started going to that church. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So the church she's talking about is sort of the cult that I grew up in, not sort of, it was the cult that I grew up in. And at that point, I wasn't even there. Nancy and I hadn't even met. I was, You had. I was already out in the road. This what is What do they
1: call it? Backslide? I had backslid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was
0: communicated from the yeah. church. I had backslid. But you had sort of heard the stories, obviously, because right, I was right. such a womanizer. and yes. Such a piece of shit rebel. Yes. That, we prayed for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. By the way. So you wind up starting going to this church.
1: Yes. I think because all my friends were going. I mean, I was like the second to the last to finally go. I think there was like seven of us. I yeah. think it was because everyone was going. That's why I was going. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It was my friends are going, why not go? Right. Right. And then just started doing what everybody else was doing.
0: I got a question for you. Cause I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but I think it's, it, it just coming up now. Like it's appropriate. So do you think that because you were such a rule follower and all that kind of shit that maybe it didn't bother you as much with the church because there was some sort of structure for you. Right. I mean, it was almost like, hey, this is not necessarily a bad thing or uh, like, no, what I'd... made you even think that at the age of 8, 17 or 18, that there was something wrong with you that you needed to go to church?
1: Well, I mean, we were hanging around with gangbangers, first of all, that church pride on anything you did that wasn't, I'm doing air quotes, sex, violence, yeah, smoking pot, yeah. drinking, all that stuff. Yeah. Not that I did any of that. I would smoke pot, I guess, but not like major or anything. I was really a goody two shoes. I just wanted to hang around with my that's what I'm friend. saying.
0: Did that then, it wasn't like a big transition, was it? Or?
1: No, it wasn't a big transition only because everyone was already there.
0: Uh, you were just following.
1: I was just following.
0: Which is weird.
1: It is because I'm not like that.
0: Because you don't really like follow at all.
1: No. But I mean, it was. We were the well, last two. I mean, it two. was meant
0: to be. because You fucking met. I mean, you met. Yeah, the best of course. Thing that ever there you go. Yeah. Holy
1: <laughs> never even thought of never it that way. Of it. I
0: mean, it is weird though how shit works out. It is. That's one of the things that you never really know what's going to happen. Right? No, definitely. So you wind up going to church. You're hanging out there. You're doing your thing, and then, bam! I wind up coming back off the streets. So then we wind up. And we've talked a little bit in the story. We'll talk more of how we met. We're going to specifically get into that probably in the next couple episodes Mm -hmm. that we do here. Right. So we wind up meeting. Like, what even attracts you to me?
1: I think because you were different. Yeah. It was something that I never experienced.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we would just talk. We would go out and just talk. That's true. For hours.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a different adventure. There was no doubt about it. And for me, I will say that, yeah, it was something totally different and new for me.
1: And I think that was... Completely
0: different experience.
1: Yeah, that just kind of attracted me to you.
0: I think, too, a lot of it in the beginning, I think, was a little bit the unfamiliarity and just it was different. But I think because in the situation we were in... It was also a little mysterious and it was also a little like sneaky.
1: It was. That's true. We did, cause we did sneak around to, yeah. Eat. Oh, yeah. Cause we would to to have, we have a would cup of coffee and out. talk for hours. Yeah, we would Sneak yeah, yeah. around and, you sitting know,
0: under the fucking bridges for hours. Yeah, Remember that? In just, cars, talking. just
1: talking. Car washes and, you know. It
0: was crazy. <laughs> yeah. We wind up getting together. I wind up getting kicked back out of church. Right. Because I want to marry you and they tell me to fuck off. And then, you wind up leaving which we'll go into that of how that happened and then it's us the reason why i'm fast forwarding past a little little bit of this stuff is because we're talking about you coming from where you came from to where you're at today like the drive then so we get back to this drive we wind up getting married i'm 19 you're 20 we find out you're pregnant We actually find out you're seven months pregnant, which we had no fucking clue, right? And we're going to get into all that shit. Yes. And then you have a couple days later, you go back to work. You're fucking insane, right? You go back to work. And then there's that drive, right? So you go from being a data entry clerk in your career in accounting. You love accounting. You love numbers. You're such a fucking nerd. And then you go from that to CFO of a fucking major HVAC company that's one of the most major players in the city of Chicago and you're surrounded by, it's an all-male sort of thing. Yes. And Uh. you wind up punching through that fucking wall, (laughs) like punching through it. I remember, and I'd be like, the fuck are you doing? Just tell these motherfuckers, relax, relax. So you wind up doing that. And then here we are today where you're, running another construction company like you're telling me that drive came simply from you saying your family just struggling and you never wanted that to happen
1: i wanted the opposite huh i just wanted the opposite i wanted to control my life Mm. i didn't want to have to depend on public aid i didn't want to have to depend on free dentist.
0: I think it's amazing. And the reason why I asked this question specifically like that is because from where I came from, this is going to lead up to the story of how we raised our son is that I didn't want him to feel pain. I didn't want him to feel rejection. I didn't want him to feel need. I didn't want him to feel abuse of any kind. This is a very strong drive that I had personally and then a strong drive you had personally from how we were raised and we weren't going to let anything step in the fucking way Yeah for that to happen.
1: Yeah. We didn't to him.
0: And we didn't. We didn't. That's what ultimately led to our fucking demise.
1: Pit us in the fucking ass. (laughs) No. Man or so we think. think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So just want you guys to know that we talking a little bit about the struggle and a little bit about what actually really propelled us to start this podcast. And one of the things is that we're on this massive awakening. And I think a lot of the world right now is there's a lot of shit going on in the world and there's a lot of shit happening. And I think there's a lot of people shifting after this whole pandemic and all this shit that happened, there's a lot of stuff going. And I think people's minds had been blown away by what happened, because we all thought we're so comfortable that that would never happen in our lifetime. Or we never even realized that anything like that could happen. Right. The fact of the matter is it did. And the fact of the matter is it can again. And even if it can't, or even if it wouldn't, it's still in your mind burnt like a motherfucker, right? People are choosing to doing things different and big time people are becoming more spiritual and I don't mean religious because fuck religion I'm saying people are starting to look within themselves and with that being said that's a big part of what's happening with us correct Yes. and when I say our demise for the way that we raised our son so intent and focused on doing it so that he wouldn't feel that we've been told that that we actually pretty much fucked him up.
1: I was gonna say we screwed him up.
0: We don't know what that's about. We'll get into that, I think, in the next episode. This is really it's just actually us talking. And we talk all the fucking time, just so you guys know. (laughs) We do. But every time we talk, we have these cool fucking I don't know if they're called epiphanies or whatever, but I always
1: sort Uh of moments or something something
0: different. And I never realized that you were so hell-bent on literally not being that person. And I was so hell-bent. Like, we as a team have busted ass. But in a relationship, because we did that, we never really took time to understand ourselves. Now we know this. Right. We didn't know that moving forward together. I think what's fucking crazy about this is just talking now is that, fuck, we did do things individually. Yes. Like we did them together, right? As a collective, but we did do them individually. And I think that could be a little confusing. Yeah. I was very vocal in the beginning, right? I was like, no, I'm not. This kid is not going to be raised like this. We're going to fucking do this, blah, blah, blah. You weren't as vocal, but you were just more laid back. That's just who you are. It wasn't that you... Didn't do what you wanted to do. You were just laid back with it. So I think what we're going to do in the next episode is go through a little bit about how we met and how we did that. But then we're sort of going to get into a little bit about this thing that's happened to us and what really propelled this for us. And that thing is actually one of the most, probably the biggest thing that's ever happened in my life that has really done a couple things. It's fucked me up big time. Number one, but it's also created this unbelievable fucking person for me and for you. Yeah. And I think we've learned a lot through this. It's very painful and it hurts a fucking lot. And for a lot of you, you listening who have kids who might have been astray or something like that, I mean, you probably want to listen to this, but we just want to let you guys know and sort of bring up where Nancy came from and what we're going to be doing moving forward here we are like we said it is now getting dark here we're still sitting by a fire and we thought we'd just invite you guys along with and so
1: thanks for listening
0: yeah thanks for listening and here in the south we'll talk next time